Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Grace of Military Child and Life. I'm super excited because we have Gemma back on today. She was on, I believe it was episode 33 of season two. So if you haven't listened to that, go and check it out. Um, You definitely want to. But I'm going to let you announce it. You have such a big announcement to make. Um, well, thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited to be here. I, I'm back to talk about my experience as the 2023 Military Child of the Year for the Navy, which is that incredible and, and crazy. Um, it's, it's been such an amazing opportunity and an honor. Uh, there, there's six other kids and, and they really have just become like family through this entire process. Um, one for every branch. So I'm the Navy, but we've got representation from everyone and it's just been incredible. It's a huge honor. Yeah. Well, first off, congratulations. I'm sure you've heard it a ton already and you're going to hear it a ton more, but congratulations. It is huge. Um, first kind of tell you, take me through like the selection process, what that was like. How did you even get chosen? Um, so the organization that it's through is Operation Homefront. Um, I, I've followed Operation Homefront for three or four, or probably two or three years now. Um, I really love the work that they do for our military communities and our military families. It's an incredible organization. So I was nominated by a family friend um, about, I think in about November, um, so it was quite a long process. We were the the final announcement was made in February, I believe. Um, so I was nominated by a family friend. All of the kids are nominated. It's not necessarily like an application. It's a nomination. So in my case, it was a family friend. It can be anyone. Um, so Miss Trina nominated me, and then I was chosen as a semifinalist. After that selection, there are fifteen semifinalists per branch. I did an interview, um, and my parents had to submit a record of basically everything that I've ever done as far as like a resume, because they love um, looking at how many service hours that the kids that we, we, we can, yeah. um, and kind of celebrating the fact that military kids always find a way to serve, even if it's not necessarily joining the military. Um, and so after that, I was chosen as a finalist and then their board picks the finalists, the finalists are chosen. That took about a month to come out after the semifinalists were announced. So it was really like, I had never expected to win. Um, one of my friends and the founder of Bloom, which I talked about on the last episode, Elena Ashburn was um, the 2022 Military Child of the Year for the Army. And so she encouraged all of the bloomers to apply. Every, she encouraged everyone on the team and everyone who followed who was a military kid um, or or to, you know, if if you were nominated, you know, stick with it and pursue, I guess, right. because you can do that interview. So even if even though it's not really like us applying, there is some semblance of us having to do something for that. Um, and I told her I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna get it. She was like, just you know, stick it out, see what happens. Um, because I know how many amazing military kids there are. You know, I'm we're part of a community that's just, I mean it's on a whole nother level. 
because of the way that we're raised and the expectations that our parents have for us due to the environment that we're raised in. I mean, I knew all of these people were going to be amazing. And after, um, after I, when I won, when they, when they called and, and they said that I was the winner for the Navy, my first thought was immediately, I cannot wait to meet the other kids because yeah. we really have just become, you know, we call ourselves the McCoy family short for military child of the year. Um, and we've, I mean, we've got a group chat. We talk all the time. The event itself was incredible. And I'm sure we'd love to talk more about that. So I will- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's oh just- my God. That's incredible. And like, you know, going through the process and I'm sure having Elena who had, you know, gone through the process herself just the year before, you know, having someone that you can kind of in a sense, bounce off of and be like, am I going crazy? Like, is this, is this real? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Elena was super, super encouraging as she always is. Um, Right. Very positive, very helpful. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. And, you know, just that journey, what was it like after, you know, Operation Homefront kind of announced it to the world saying, hey, here's our military kids of the year? Um, it was, I mean, I've never thought of myself as being someone who is known to people that I don't know. Like it's never a thought that has crossed my mind. Um, and all of a sudden we were like, my mom brought home um, a magazine and she flipped to the inside and there was pictures of our faces and our names. I was like, Whoa, that's, that's so weird. Like it's, <laughs> it's new. Um, but it's, it's just kind of like, it was shocking at first. Um, and I, they actually yesterday, did a segment on Fox News. Yes, I watched that. I was like, oh my gosh, I know Gemma. <laughs> Never in a million years did I think I would be on Fox News. If you told freshman year me that this was who I am now, yeah. I never would have believed myself. Um, and then the event itself. So Operation Homefront hosted us in D.C. for the award presentation um, and to kind of just get to know each other. Um, for, it was, I think it was three days in DC. Um, the first day they got there, there was like a dessert reception. We got to, got to finally meet each other. It was really exciting. Um, and then the next day we spent in DC exploring, sightseeing, taking pictures, meeting different people. Um, we got to take a tour of Audi, Audi, Audi field. Um, awesome. I'm going to say stadium because technically I think it's a stadium, but we call it, <laughs> um, so Audi stadium, which was amazing. The whole place we walked in, um, and this was after a day of sightseeing in DC and getting to hang out with each other on the bus and really kind of just bonding. Cause you know, you take seven military kids and you put them together instantly, best friends. That's kind oh, of the absolutely. way that it works. <laughs> um, so we already had like our inside jokes and everything, and we had been talking, and it was really just an incredible experience, an amazing time to be together. Um and they surprised us. All of the signs in the entire stadium said, welcome, Military Child of the Year winners. And it was so cool because wow. I've never been in a stadium like that when it's completely empty and all the signs were like that. Um, we did an interview while we were there um, and we had dinner, which was amazing. Like every every part of the, they did one of those surveys that was like, what what was your feedback? What was your experience? And I was like, I can't find a fault. <laughs> It was so incredible. And there were so many amazing opportunities for us to celebrate as the seven of us, but also Mm -hmm. to elevate the voices of the military kids that we're representing. You know, there are millions of us um, for every, you know, for every service member, 
there's more, there's more military kids. Yeah. Um, and so it was just like with all of the interviews that we did, talking about our experiences, talking about the experiences of our friends and our peers, um, was really a great way to celebrate military kids as a whole. Um, and bring those experiences and stories and voices to the table where they are often not there. Yeah, it's incredible because you're, in a sense, speaking for all the Navy military kids out there. And while everyone's story is so different and it's so, so unique to each family and each child and each situation, like, you, in a sense, are there to help connect you know, all the military kids across the Navy and then across the different branches with the seven of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I used to think um, at the beginning of doing kind of advocacy work, as I would say that it is, um, I used to think that I was just one of, you know, one of a couple of people. So what I was doing wasn't really that important. Right. I used to think that, oh, if I don't do this, someone else will, but it's no, it's, that's not necessarily the case. People, military kids and military teens are often not in spaces where decisions that affect our lives are are being made. Um, And so I recently, uh, last Thursday, spoke at the um, National Military Family Association Summit in D.C. with Elena um, and some other kids from Bloom about service and what that means to us and what our parents and, and our service members can do to best support us. And I had a, I had a mom come up to me and she said, I have a three-year-old and I've never thought about having, you know, conversations about this, that they would understand. And I told her, I was like, military kids understand so much younger than our civilian peers, what service is, what it means to be dedicated to something bigger than yourself. I'm like, your child may be young, but it's important to open up the conversations for these, even if they may not comprehend it yet there is, they've internalized something that's there. So talking about it and having those conversations. Um, and it, it's something that I, I never thought that I would be the person to bring that voice and bring it to people who really needed to hear it. It's just incredible. And there have been so many opportunities since being named Military Child of the Year. While we were in DC together, the seven of us did a Facebook live panel with David Hoffman, um, who is an army brat. And you know, we'd been talking and we'd been hanging out for for a day before that, a day and a half before that. But the questions that he asked us and the questions that were, were asked by the people on the Facebook Live really just got down to the level of understanding that we have with each other, because all of us answered in slightly different ways. Um, you know, we were talking about service, who inspires us, what has pushed us to strive for excellence. Um, everyone had slightly different takes on the answers, but they were all so rooted in the same principles and the same core values that growing up surrounded by the military, I think really has given us and has given us that, that drive for excellence and that, you know, inherent sense of duty and sense of service to take care of the people around us and make the world a better place. Yeah. Cause we all, you know, grow up whether you notice it, whether you appreciate it, you know, whether you are like completely against it or not, because, you know, some people enjoy growing up in a military family, others do not. But <laughs> either way, <laughs> um, whatever your views on it are, we all can, if we all just strip down our beliefs, our values, everything, we all have the same basis. Yeah. Like our country is greater 
like service is greater like and like you said earlier no matter if we go on to serve our country or not we all have that same belief that service is greater and you know it can be done in many capacities and military families just military kids just have that resiliency instilled in them in such a young age, no matter if they're like, you know, at that age where they're a newborn, they're three, they're five, you know, they grow up throughout the life knowing that. Mm-hmm. And and services, I feel like where people get confused when you talk about services, service can start on an individual level. Yeah. Service is anything that that we can do to improve the lives of just one person. Mm-hmm. No matter how small or how big you think your service is, it's all equally important because it's creating that sense of community, creating that sense of, you know, compassion for people and having empathy for others. Um, they're all so important and, and such a strong basis for how you can live a good life, um, you know, with the seven of us being representatives for each of our branches, I, I am joining the Navy. I am continuing on that service to my country in that way. Um, but two kids are going to be doctors, you know, one of them wants to, like, we all are going into fields that are going to improve the lives of others and keep people safe and keep us free even if it's not in the military, that is absolutely not the only way to serve. And it's, you know, sometimes not a way that we want to serve because if, you know, you've dedicated so much of, you know, 18 years of your life to the military already, you might be, you might say, okay, it's ready. It's time to get out. But you're still like military kids are still going to find a way to be that positive impact on the world. Well, even like, you know, the work Bloom does, like that is service to not, you can root it towards military kids and military teens, but that is service to our country too, because you're helping those kids who don't get the help that, Mm -hmm. you know, they need so many and it's changing day by day and it's improving, but it always goes back to when I was in, you know, a kid in the military and I was nine years old and my dad got hurt, you know, going to Texas was my first experience living on a post and stuff like that. And it's like, there's no support for, you know, kids. Like it's all, you know, service member, service member, spouse, spouse, and even not as much spouses as well. Like it just blows my mind. Um, but you know, you have you need those outlets for military kids to connect because, like you said, it's instant family. And yeah. Bloom provides, you know, Bloom and so many other resources out there as well. Like I don't want to just discredit everything else, but um, even Operation Homefront, you know, so many resources out there are there to help support the kids and help support, you know, the families going through this as well. Yeah, I've as I've been named Military Child of the Year, I've gotten a lot of opportunities to meet people who work for organizations that really are targeted at supporting military families and military kids that I just didn't know about before. Yeah. Um So it's been really awesome to learn that there are people, you know, there are people out there who are doing the work and really, you know, I try to focus on the positive a lot of the time. That's how I've maintained my excitement and, you know, things like that. That's kind of just the way that I've always operated is is focusing on the positive, but there are still so many improvements that need to be made. And 
there are groups of people who are coming together um, and there are groups of people who are really just putting in the work to make sure that no one gets left behind um, and improving the lives of of military teens and military kids for us. Um, it's a, it's a small group, but it's growing. And I, I truly believe that it's going to get better in the future. Yeah. And it just starts with, you know, one person to say, hey, this needs to be done. I mean, you know, Bloom started with two people coming together saying, hey, military teens deserve a voice. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and then like starting the podcast, like, you know, military kids need a voice, you know, and now that I've expanded to spouses too, you know, just military families need a voice. And there's so many organizations out there that you know, are so unheard of. And, you know, but they start with one person saying, hey, this, there's a gap here that needs to be filled. And we can utilize our resources to help, you know, in any way that we can. And in the end, like the main mission and the main goal is to give military kids a voice. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's such and and a voice and connection to people who understand. I never really yeah. realized how powerful that was until Bloom, until meeting the other McCoys um, and, and just being surrounded by people I didn't have to explain myself to all the time. You yeah. know, when they ask us where they're from, they don't say, where are you from? They say, what's your list? <laughs> That's and the hardest like, thing. Really and civilians don't understand that. As as much as that question has become a joke with military kids, it really was so nice to just not have to explain that, well, I was born here and I lived here for the longest time and I'm choosing to stay in Annapolis, but I also love living here. And, you know, this was where I struggled the most. And, and I, you know, having to explain all of those moves and then where you've been and where you haven't, um, just at like the difference in asking the question of where are you from versus what's your list or, or where were you born if you're looking for that. Yeah. Um, that that sense of you know that's a small example of of that sense of understanding that's that's there and so powerful yeah. um really just brought us together like no other group of people that I've ever been with i know because you can't ask that question you know <laughs> <laughs> where's home and where are you from it's, it's just yeah <laughs> not existent because you know like you said, like, there's so many different things. I was born in Ohio, but, you know, a lot of my formative years were in Texas and where I did a lot of my maturing in Texas. And then I, my teenagers were in Florida. Like what makes sense here? You know? And so many people, like there's people who move every single year of their life. Yeah. I mean, a combine, I was, this, this just reminded me of the thing. I watched the Fox news clip, literally just a couple of seconds ago from yesterday because <laughs> um, I hadn't seen it yet. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. Mackenzie sent it to us in our McCoy group chat. She was like, guys, we're on Fox news. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> um, but it was talking about the fact that combined we've moved a total of, I think 37 times. Yeah. That's it's among seven kids. Yeah. And we're all 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it, that's hard to fathom if you're not, exposed to kids who do that all the time. Like if, if I were a non-military connected person and, you know, me telling people I've been to nine schools, they're like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah, that's just kind of normal for us. You kind of just expect that growing up. You know, I never thought that I'd graduate from the high school that I started freshman year and I, and I didn't. Um, yeah. And having that expectation helped me to, 
you know, having that expectation early helped me to do better under the circumstances. Um, but it, like, it's just hard. I mean, if I had no idea about the military community, I'd be like, that's so weird. Um, it's just, it's a whole, it's a whole new, new thing for a lot of people. And I'm really grateful that I can be a part of the group who is really bringing the military child and the military teen voice to the spotlight of a greater audience, because it's not just military members and and parents that need to hear these things. It's our teachers and the people who support us, you know, Bloom put out the field guide to the military team. It's for everyone. It's not just for military teams, it's for the people who support us to know how to best support us. Um, Because sometimes it's confusing and and people just don't know what to ask or how to best do things. So we said, okay, here you go. Yeah. (laughs) This is what we've said, you know, based on surveys, based on data, based on interactions. Um, And it's just like the work that I've done um, as, as military child of the year through Bloom and with the different organizations I've been working with over the past month has just like been an incredible opportunity for me and an incredible experience for me to learn and grow and uh, really elevate the voices of people that I care so much about in my community. Yeah. So, you know, obviously you mentioned you're joining the Navy yourself, which congratulations to that. That is exciting. I am so excited. (laughs) Um, But, you know, with that in you know, the whole aspect of McCoy to what are your goals? Like, where do you want to go from here? Um, So I've always had very clear set goals for my future. You know, I wanted to get into the academy. I want to be a pilot. I hopefully want to go to space one day. All of those things um, still stand. Um, I, I still, you know, my dream is to be an astronaut that that's never going to go away. That's, that's incredible. That that's is so crazy. incredible like my really big goal for myself. Um, But I've also learned over the past year, and especially after getting into the academy and talking to a lot of the midshipmen that I've been uh, been friends with and things like that, the keeping an open mind is so important. Um, And that having having that clear goal and that clear, you know, like I want to be an astronaut, I want to be a pilot um, and really working hard towards those goals is going to get me there. I've also realized that having an open mind is super important, especially in the military, because there's opportunities that come up that you don't expect or that you cannot see coming. Um, so those are my goals for my future, you know, <laughs> small. Um, but I'm really excited to see what I'm presented with. And obviously those things could change if if different opportunities arise. Yeah. And, you know, it's important. I always like to think that, you know, you have your goals, but one Again, this stems back to being a military kid. You're flexible (laughs) (laughs) because you never know. Like you said, different opportunities can, you know, show themselves and you can change, you know, but, you know, have that goal, have like steps on how you can get there, but just focus on one step at a time. Yeah. Like, because you could be like, all right, I have every single step lined out, but then, I don't know. One step doesn't work out. One thing changes. Who knows what happens? Like, you know, but literally go to space, girl. (laughs) Like, go to space. (laughs) And I guess my my overarching goal for myself, no matter what ends up happening, is to just be a good person and make a positive difference in the world. No matter what I end up doing, you know, I I never know. I could end up like sweeping streets. You know, I I forget who did it. I think it was a president or something. He said, if you're going to sweep streets, be the best street sweeper. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I just want to be be good at whatever I end up doing and make a difference in the world for those people that I care about and make sure that I'm leaving better than I found it. Yeah. And I think that's incredible. And, you know, going into the military, too, you have a different aspect and a different, in a sense, compassion for military kids because you were raised one because of your experience working with military kids. And, you know, you can kind of shine that light saying, hey, like, I understand the service member, you know, and their side of the story, but I also understand it from the kid's side of the story. And, you know, this is where we can you know, make an impact and, you know, continue to make that impact and bring McCoy into the Navy. I plan I plan to continue working with Operation Homefront and National Military Family Association and Bloom as an adult. Um, you know, obviously I can't work for Bloom as an adult because I won't be a military team anymore, but um, they're hoping to bring some people back as like, you know, I was once on the Bloom team. This is, you know, how we kind of started and, and talking about that. So I definitely want to and plan to continue working with the organizations that I've started um, as, as a military kid and really just shining a light on what has been so important to me my entire life. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have anything else you would like to add? Anything? You know, we talked about a lot and you've been yeah. on before too. So yeah. do you have anything else you would like to add? Oh, I just, it's been such an incredible experience um, to represent so much and to uplift the voices of my peers. I can't wait to continue doing it um, and continue doing it as a service member in the military. So yeah, thank you so much for being a part of, of this, all of this. Yes, well, thank you so much and congratulations again on literally all of your achievements and <laughs> I hope to see you in space one day. Not that I'm going to be there, but I'll be here on Earth rooting you on. <laughs> it will be my first interview when I get back, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can be the first astronaut on. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.